So we'll do a quick recap of uh, the verses that we discussed yesterday and then unpack it a little further, inshallah. We started now the uh, ruku number seven of uh, Surah Taha, the second last ruku. Allah Taala mentions, وَإِذْ قُلْنَا لِلْمَلَائِكَةِ اسْجُدُوا لِآدَمَ فَسَجَدُوا إِلَّا إِبْلِيسِ أَبَا when we said to the angels, prostrate before Adam, they fell into prostration except shaitan. He refused. فَقُلْنَا يَا آدَمُ إِنَّ هَذَا عَدُوٌ لَكَ وَلِزَوْجِكَ فَلَا يُخْرِجَنَّكُمَا مِنَ الْجَنَّةِ فَتَشْقَى We then said to Adam, this is your enemy and your wife's enemy, so do not let him drive you out of paradise or else you shall fall into misery. إِنَّ لَكَ أَلَّا تَجُوعَ فِيهَا وَلَا تَعْرَى it is provided for you that you shall neither be hungry therein nor naked. You shall neither suffer from Thursday in nor from the sun's heat. So we explained that Allah Taala did not directly make mention of the bounties of Jannah, but was telling Adam والسلام, that in Jannah you don't have to worry about your shelter, your food, your drink and your clothes. It's taken care of. If you fall into the trap of shaitan and you're removed from Jannah, then you'll have to fend for yourself. And Allah talks about it in such a way that in the initial part of the verse, Allah refers to both Adam and Hawa, alayhim salam But in the last part of the verse, Allah refers only to Adam, alayhim salam Fatashqa, then you will fall into misery. So from here, I mentioned and explained yesterday, the ulama take an indication that it is the man's responsibility to provide clothing, food, shelter, and drink for his wife. Those are the four fundamentals. Uh, and those are the things that you, you, you require in life. Anything beyond that is, uh, is, is a bonus. That's why there's a hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam narrated by Uthman radiallahu anhu where the Nabi of Allah says that the child of Adam has a right only to three things. One, a house to live in. Two, sufficient clothing to conceal his private parts. And three, a piece of bread and water. This narration is in Tirmidhi. So if you've got that, then you've got more than uh, adequate. Everything else is, is, is a bonus. Everything else is over and above, as we would say. That's why there's another hadith which mentions to the effect that if you wake up in the morning and you've got clothes on your back and a roof over your head and food for the day, then consider yourself the most fortunate person uh, in the world. Uh, and if you've got a spouse, then even better, half of your iman has been, uh, has been, has been concluded. Uh, some people who deem themselves poor once came to Abdullah bin Umar and one of them asked him, are we not poor immigrants? Abdullah bin Umar asked them, do you have a wife from whom you find comfort? They said, yes. He said, do you have a home to live in? They said, yes. He said, do you are then from the wealthy people. You are from the wealthy people. Uh, uh, and then, uh, you know, sometimes we think we don't have much, but we have much more than many others have, you know, people who live then on less than a dollar a day, a sector. So you've got a roof over your head, even if the house doesn't belong to you. You've got one set or two sets of clothing. Uh, you've got uh, food just for the day. Uh, then then consider yourself very fortunate. And these are the fundamentals. Even for a husband to, to, to provide for his wife, these are the fundamentals that he's obligated to provide. The basics, rather. Uh, over and above that, then it's, it's extra. It's bonus from his side. So anyway, then the discussion continues. For waswasa ilayhi shaitan, Satan then whispered to him, saying, Ya Adamu, hal adulluka ala shajaratil khuldi wa mulkilla yabla? Shall I show you the tree of eternal life in the kingdom that does not rage? 
meaning that if you eat from this tree, you will remain in these pleasures of Jannah forever. فَأَكَلَا مِنْهَا Then both of them ate of it. فَبَدَتْ لَهُمَا سَوْآتُهُمَا Whereupon their private parts became exposed. وَطَفِقَا يَقْصِفَانِ عَلَيْهِمَا مِنْ وَرَقِ الْجَنَّةِ And they began pasting upon themselves the leaves of paradise. I explained yesterday that this tells us that modesty is a natural thing. Anyone who's, 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 who's immodest is acting unnaturally according to our belief. Uh, so they fell into the trap of the devil. Allah says, وَعَصَى آدَمُ رَبَّهُ فَغَوَى Adam evaded the order of his sustainer and deviated from the path. ثُمَّ اجْتَبَاهُ رَبُّهُ فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ وَهَدَى Then his sustainer favored him, turned his attention to him and brought him onto the path. Now I explained this in detail yesterday, that our belief is that the, uh, that the Anbiya are protected from sin. However, they're human, so they can err, uh, they can make mistakes. Adam alayhi salatu wasalam made a mistake. Um, he either forgot the command of Allah, or he misunderstood and he thought, he thought it was only one tree uh, that he had to abstain from, and not every tree of the same uh, category of trees. Uh, but Allah uses stronger words uh, in rebuke, because hasanatul abrar sayyatul muqarrabin, the good deeds of the virtuous people are considered to be the evils of those who are very close to Allah. Anbiya held to a very high standard. So even Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is... Is, is rebuked at times in the Quran, not because he committed any sin, but because of his high position, there is a higher expectation. So if Adam forgot, why is he being rebuked? Because, you know, forgetfulness is, is, is beyond you. The Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi said, If you do something forgetfully, like I explained yesterday, you fasting, you forget, you fasting, you have an entire meal, your fast is still valid. The, 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 the rebuke here is not for forgetting. The rebuke here is not for taking enough precautionary measures in order to ensure that he did not forget, in order to ensure that he did not fall into the trap of the, of the devil. But nonetheless, Allah says that Allah then favored him and turned his attention to him and brought him onto the path. But Allah wanted things to happen the way they happened so that humanity could exist on earth. Allah then said, get down from here altogether. فَإِمَّا يَأْتِيَنَّكُمْ مِنِّي هُدًا You shall be enemies unto each other, then if there comes to you guidance from me, فَمَنِ اتَّبَعَ هُدَايَ فَلَا يَذِلُّ وَلَا يَشْقَى Then he who follows my guidance will neither go astray nor fall into misery. Now I explained this yesterday and wanted to just elaborate a little bit more by explaining that either Allah is talking about the rivalry now between the sons of Adam themselves or between the sons of Adam and the, the progeny of the devil. And both interpretations will fit here. That this will continue now up till the end of time. You've got to understand that's a reality. Man will always be competing with each other. There will be resentment, hatred, jealousy, uh, animosity. And there will be this eternal battle between the progeny of Adam and the progeny of the devil until the end of time, until the time of, uh, of, of Qiyamah. And that is because Shaitan is now the sworn enemy of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam and he is taken an oath in front of Allah, he has taken an oath by the name of Allah that he will leave no stone unturned in, in trying to deviate the progeny of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam and that's why in another verse of the Quran Allah tells us inna shaytana lakum aduwan fattakhiduhu aduwa that the devil is your enemy so treat him as an enemy, treat him as an enemy.